Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Oh, hey, welcome back. You made it. Hour two. Don and Steve, the experience on My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Donna Valentine has the day off today. Happy to be joined by my former television colleague, Elizabeth Reese. Hello. Of course, you can catch her on Twin Cities Live weekdays, 3 o'clock till 4.30, opposite Ben Lieber on Channel 5. She also co-hosts Best to the Nest, the original podcast with Elizabeth and Marjorie Punnett, which you can download wherever you'd like. There, you happy? Wow, I am. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Thank you for having me. It was so nice. Well, you didn't talk about my blog. You didn't talk about my Instagram. You didn't Is ask your blog me still going? at all oh, about we don't my have time. We don't flock have time. of chickens. You haven't asked me about anything, but... Um, it's nice to see you too. Um, I'm a little distracted in the moment because I was thinking back to what happened this weekend. Yeah, you got trubs. You went to Taylor Swift. Trouble, trouble. Don't trouble. sing more Taylor Swift. You know I'm hurting. <laughs> I went on Friday night. It was awesome. So I'm not a diehard Taylor Swift fan, but I know a good spectacle when I see one. And there's only been positive word of mouth from everyone who has seen Taylor Swift, all of her different tour stops. It's just been great. And I thought, boy, this would be so cool. To go to that concert, I'd love to experience it and see such a long production, which is very theatrical and all that. Mm-hmm. I almost was there on Saturday, and I ended up not being there on Saturday. And it was a tale of two forms of communication from a local media personality who Dude, reached out to me. Tell and us. We will be joined by this rival radio personality. <laughs> In just a moment, but let me explain the story, and then uh, we'll, we'll let this person speak for themselves. Saturday afternoon, my girls were in the uh, Chaska Valley Family Theater version of Matilda the Musical. Oh, I love it. They had a matinee. It was great. Um, and then I have to go run an errand. Lose like you got to run an errand. So I'm there at Target now with uh, my son and my nephew, and they're in the candy aisle. I said, go buy candy. Everybody gets a candy thing. I am in the tampon aisle. Ever heard of them? <laughs> and I'm in there trying to figure out, is this the pink... Or purple box. My wife said, get this purple box, but this looks like a balayage sort of a situation. There was pink and it went into a purple. It's like, <laughs> I can't screw this up. I almost asked a woman I who was next to me. Men in tampon aisles. It's just the best. I, I have no shame <laughs> buying tampons. I'd always prefer to buy a tampon over a condom. Ten times out of ten. I don't want to check out and somebody be like, oh, are you still on that show? Boop. Condoms, no. But tampons, I'm fine with. You can I don't always care. just be like, yep, and I'm trying to prevent having a fifth child. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's what I gotta do. So I, I I get the tampon. I almost talked to a lady beside me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I was just gonna say, hey, does this seem like this is the right, here's the situation, here's what I'm getting this for, does this sound right? She passed. I didn't have an awkward conversation with her probably for Thank the better. God. You can always FaceTime me from this stuff. You know, I could help you. You you hadn't seen my beard yet. I was concerned that me calling you with this beard from a tampon aisle Steve, might have been weird. There have been so many more weird things than that. I get a call. With you. <laughs> okay. I get a call at this moment from Hutch <gasps> from KS95. Hutch. Now, as we all know, it's offensive to just call somebody. Mm-hmm. You all text and say, I'm about to call you. Or, you know, as Gary Goldman says, you text me first and I'll let you know a window that I'm receiving calls today. Exactly. He calls me and I looked down. I was like, man, 
Hutch is calling, and I'm like, I'm in a tampon aisle. The kids are in the candy aisle. We got to get out of here. I got to get these to somebody. Was it FaceTiming or just a normal call? It was call? just a normal call. And he's attempted to FaceTime me before, but I was <laughs> like, I can't. So then I hang up, and then I start looking around because Hutch and I live near each other. And so now I'm looking around in the Chaska Target like, he's here, and he's going to be like, why did you ignore my call? He declined he's, me. And I was going to be like, am I getting the right tampons, Hutch? He would know. <laughs> And we go through this whole thing, can't figure it out. Uh, and I just go, and I'm like, I can't, I can't call him right now. I go, I do run, run the air, and forget that he's called. He didn't do it, leave a voicemail. He didn't send a follow up text message. It was just a call, nothing. I thought maybe he was at Lifetime. Sometimes we'd be like, hey, are you here? You know, no follow up call, no follow up text. Okay. Four or five hours later, I get a text message from him. What time is it now? Nine thirty p.m. p.m. I get a text message and he had called me at 4.30. Mm-hmm. I get a text from him and it's a video. And it's a video and below the video there's a caption and the caption just reads, <laughs> I had an extra ticket. <gasps> it's a video of him singing, we are never, ever, uh, ever, ever, ever getting, getting back, back together. together. He's singing it with 50 or 60,000 people. Oh, and then he, I was like, What? You had an extra ticket. And then the next message says, I'm here alone. No. We bring in Hutch from KS95, who joins us now. He, of course, on Stacy and Hutch, weekday afternoons on KS95. Hutch, good Monday morning. How are you? Hey, guys. First off, Elizabeth, love your blog. I've been reading it for quite a while now, and I follow everything you do. And so I just wanted to say. I love you. And you look beautiful. You look very beautiful. Thank you. Hey, Hutch. Um, Did you do something to your hair? Oh, sorry. Hey, Steve. How are you? Good. Good. How was your weekend? Uh, it was, it was, it was great. Fantastic. I, yeah. I just woke up probably like 10 minutes ago. It was, mm, it was okay. a really good time. This is but great. I do want to say this. I have tried every avenue to talk to Steve, the pretext, <laughs> the FaceTime, the call I've sent carrier pigeon. Mm-hmm. Eh, I, I've sent things to his house. Um, and in fact, I had to deliver something to his neighbor's house That's and true. he shut all his blinds. So <laughs> the thing with <laughs> Steve is, me? is that. He wants friends. Mm-hmm. He acts like he wants friends. But when it comes to reality, he's just, he's hes a very quiet guy. That's like the thing about Steve, though. This is what you yeah. have to know about Steve. I worked with Steve for seven lengthy years. <laughs> <laughs> and that is... That is Steve. His, this is most marriages is. end after seven years. You guys, ours you know, did. Yeah, ours did yeah, too. Ours did. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, we're on good it terms though. He it's pays fine. me child support. Yeah, the home. kids are well taken care of. It's <laughs> fine. fine. Yeah. Um, now, here's the thing, though, Hutch, and we're going to have to keep you for one more segment if you don't mind. But the, the the problem is, you have called me for so many stupider reasons before. <laughs> You've reached out for a variety of reasons, like I smell meat. Are you making meat? <laughs> You know, stupid stuff like this. And then I, so I tell this story to the table and I was like, here's where I got confused. I, since you ended up there alone, I understand if in the moment it's like, I'm going to call Steve, Steve, you free. Boom. No. On to the next person. Another call, another call, another call. Maybe then you go through the Rolodex. But then an hour later, when no one has said, I'm going to go with you, we feel like maybe that could have been a great opportunity for Hutch to send a follow-up text and say, hey, I have tickets to Taylor Swift, or call me back, this is different. 
something something like that. Let me turn to Elizabeth for a second. Do you feel like the nature of the call should have been wrapped in a follow-up text or a voicemail? You should have left a voicemail. Here are my follow-up questions. Hutch, did that ticket go to waste, or what did you do with the second ticket? I will tell you on KS95 at 2 o'clock this afternoon. Unbelievable. How you sorry. operate. Okay. I, sorry. I mean, All right. Listen, and then, just well, know, I look, he probably sold it, you know, and he's going to make a car payment no. with it. But I, well, I. Did I tell you I got him for free? I, I, I figured that it was sort of a freebie. How'd you get him for but, free? But you ended up there alone, right? You were, you, you were there alone. I got the text at uh, 4.30 from the opener's, uh, the opener's manager. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I got two extra tickets. Do you want to uh, come and see the show? And I'm like. Yeah, I'll totally do it. Yeah. And so I texted Stacy because I had an event that night and I texted my boss. And I'm like, go, go see it. It's amazing. The first, very first call, the very first person I think of is Steve. I'm driving in my car. I call Steve because I'm driving. I don't want to text and drive. I don't want to Thank do you, any Hutch. of that dangerous stuff. Thank okay. you. Thank Thanks you. for the PSA. There's kids on the road. Yeah, right. You know, there's deer and there's a whole bunch of people <laughs> I don't want to kill. <laughs> and so I called Steve. He didn't answer. And so I'm like, well. If there is anyone else I'd rather go with more than Steve, it's Ben Lieber. So I <laughs> didn't joking. have his number. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> for good reason. For good reason. But uh, no. So, yeah, I had these tickets and I go and it, it's, as Elizabeth has said, if she's talking all morning, it was just insane. It was just it was insane. The, the atmosphere. But here's the thing that I really want to get across before we get to more of the Steve drama, <laughs> always, hmm. um, <laughs> is that the vibe and the atmosphere was one of the, the craziest love and and happiness. And you don't get that at any other concert. And I've been to a ton of them. And this one was just, it was the strangest thing in the world from 80-year-old guys to, you know, five-year-olds. It was just the the, the amount of, of love. And I thought that that show would have brought us together, Steve. And I had friendship bracelets ready for you. Oh, and man. all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm a target. Can't hang out. Sorry. Which is what I normally get anyway. I mean, we literally, I could walk to his, I could show you his house from my computer right now. And the guy's just too, too busy. Oh, by the way, congrats on the Wheel of Fortune gig, man. I, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm um, so proud of you. I can't believe him. Okay. We have to go to break. When we come back, 651-641-1071, do you want to call in and say, who was in the wrong? Steve for not accepting Hutch's call or Hutch for not following up? Calling again, texting again. You can call 651-641-1071. We're late. We're out of time. We'll be right back. Don and Steve. Hey, friends. What's up? Stevie Boy for my buddies over at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. Boy, something else big that was going on on Friday night. Uh, Friday night, in fact, the aforementioned Donna Valentine, she was at Jersey Boys, the opening night for uh, Jersey Boys, a big media invite night. Mikey Marcotte, our buddy from Twin Cities Live and Minnesota Live, he was there as well. Uh, Tom Hauser, I believe, spotted in the audience. Mikey also. said, "You gotta go. It's yeah. so good. Super fun show. This, of course, Jersey Boys, the story of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. It's the story of those songs, the music that you know and you love, the stories behind them. Uh, I've heard it described as a rags to riches to rags kind of a story, and all sorts of fun. Of course, it was a smash hit on Broadway. Now it's right here in our own backyard. Get your tickets. Get them now." ChanhassenDT.com. In addition, they always have a wonderful concert series that is rotating live music. Fill your summer up with some live music or with some laughter. Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret edition out last Friday and Saturday nights. Tickets start at just 28 bucks. Where do we get those tickets? Thanks for asking. ChanhassenDT.com. Hey, welcome back. It's Don and Steve, the experience. My Talk 1071, where talk is fun. Uh, we have Elizabeth Reese in for Donna Valentine today. If you were listening before the break, 
Uh, you heard Hutch from KS95. You can listen to him weekday afternoons on Stacey and Hutch. Hutch uh, called me on Saturday. I, he had tickets to Taylor Swift. He called one time, <laughs> and that was it. And then the next time I heard from him was five hours later with a video text message that said, I had an extra ticket, and I'm here alone. That's such a power play. And it was just Hutch. So we we have gone to the phones, and if you want to call in and share your opinion, 651-641-1071, who was in the wrong, Steve for not picking up the phone or Hutch for not calling back? Teresa is on line one. I think that Hutch was in the wrong for not leaving a voicemail. Ooh. You never have to answer a phone call, but if it's important, you leave a message. So obviously Hutch didn't think it was important <gasps> to invite you to the Taylor Swift concert. Shots fired! Teresa, listen to me. You listen clearly, all right? You are my best friend, and this bond will never be broken. Teresa, thank you so much for calling in. Um, Hutch, let's go back to the voicemail. We, we could have left the voicemail. What happened there? You wouldn't have had a text and drive, Mr. Safety Patrol. Your, your wife sounds different on the phone. <laughs> I, you know, that's, that's, uh, thanks for having her call in. Yeah, Tell yeah. her I, I say hi. I'm just happy she listened. Uh, listen, I was in pure panic mode. I got the tickets at 4.30. I had to figure things out. Time. I couldn't be like... Hey, Steve, I hope you're having a good day. Hey, it's Hutch. I just wanted to let you know, because first off, you don't check your voicemails. That's fair. Elizabeth, you know he doesn't. I know. That's fair. I know. Sometimes I'll look at the written version, you know, when they transcribe it for you. I love that. Sometimes I'll do that. And it would have said, giggly glue, what's going on, (laughs) meat smell, yes. Like, it it doesn't match. All right. Anything that I say. Okay, That's I true. do kind of get this idea, though. Sometimes, here, let me give you a, a comparable situation. On occasion, Donna Valentine has texted me in the morning and said, Hey, I'm sick. This has actually only happened one time, but whatever. I'm sick. Could you come and fill in for me? And then she gives me a time deadline of when she's going to move on to someone else. Mm. And mm. that is kind of appreciated. Like that could be something we maybe could have integrated into this situation, which would have been like, hey, I'm going to give you nine minutes yeah. to call me back. You got a deadline. We're on the clock. Nine minutes and 50 seconds, like KS95. And, I'm gonna, and then you have that long to call me back before I move on to the next person. To make matters worse, Hutch sends me a, a, a video yesterday and said, hey, by the way, I made this video while I was there. And it's got over 100,000 views on TikTok. And I want nothing more than to go viral. Mm-hmm. So I, we, and it was dads at every, you know, every dad at a Taylor Swift concert. And it's very funny. Go follow him on TikTok if you want to see the video. And uh, I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. He had this grand old time, made this fun video, all the things I would have wanted to be a part of. All right, we've, we've got a little bit of time and a lot of calls. Let's go to Trisha next. Trisha, thanks for calling in. Who was in the wrong, Steve for not picking up the phone or Hutch for not calling back? Steve, you're always in the wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Great to hear from you, Trisha. All right, tell me why. Well, basically, um, he was in a time crunch. He he, he um, he didn't want to waste that ticket. 
So really, um, because you're not a good responder, right. you're not a timely responder. This is, Trisha, you, you feel like... sent a text message and said, what's up, buddy? Oh, yeah, I would have ignored that. Yeah, that needs to be more direct. It needs to be, what's up, buddy? Want to come to Taylor Swift? Yeah, but you could have declined the call and then been like, can't talk. What's up? Yeah, maybe something like that. All right, Right. Trisha, thank you for the call. Thank you for listening. I love you. Night-night. Take care. All right, bye. Did she say night-night? She said (laughs) night-night. Listeners, she might be listening in Taiwan. I don't know. Hi, Jill. Jill, you're on uh, on the air. It's the Don and Steve experience. Jill, who was in the wrong? Steve for not picking up? I'm sorry. I totally agree with the caller before. Steve, you are in the wrong. I'm so sorry to say it, but you are in the wrong because he had to, he didn't have a lot of time to find somebody to take that ticket. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're acting like the follow-up call would have taken uh, three hours to dial the numbers again. <laughs> Redial. Come on. Hutch. Uh, Jill, thank you for the call. Could we screen our calls better and get a few more in my favor? Hutch, how's this feel so far? Pretty good? Um, it feels great. And here's the thing. Everyone knows you are bad at returning calls, responding to texts this and all true. that yeah, stuff. It's true. Everyone well, in my life feels this people. way. He did text me yeah, uh, later. He goes, why didn't you ask Donna? And I'm like, you're right. My priorities are messed up. I'm single. Said yes. Donna's single. And, we yeah. could have had a great time. Yeah. And Donna loves, loves Taylor Swift. And Donna is a really fun at concerts and like just out in general. She would have been a great time. Uh, but instead he went alone. Let's see. Let's go to... Andre, Andre, uh, you're on the Don and Steve experience. Who was wrong, Steve for not picking up or Hutch for not calling back? Man, Hutch, you know that you was dead wrong for that. But I think <laughs> that he didn't want you to uh, overshadow Taylor Swift. Okay, all right, I'm listening. I like that. I think Steve, I think Steve would have caused a spectacle. Oh, right? Let's go in the little section. Come on, Andre. Dude, you sound just like Grant. This is Grant on the phone. The guy sounds exactly like Grant. Was, Don't even believe it. Dead, he was dead wrong for that. I think he was pouting because you didn't answer, but you was dead I wrong think, well, for that. I, I, Andre, I agree with you that I think Hutch was subconsciously or consciously teaching Steve Patterson a lesson, a lesson love. and a valuable lesson that Steve will carry with him for the next 40 years of his life. I will never forget it. And sadly, we're running out of time here. Thank you all for calling, Andre. Thank you for the call. Um, I have another friend in my life, Nick my buddy who just moved in town and he is like a caller he just calls he doesn't that. text he's calling I call you randomly too and you never pick up it's so annoying i don't like how this has sort of spun out of control uh, <laughs> i thought everybody was just gonna beat hutch up and now i'm starting to feel like i'm kind of a flaky person with uh with technology we'll work on it hutch we love you hutch thank love you, you guys for calling in. love you happy that you had fun uh listen to stacy and hutch today two o'clock on ks95 take want to know who he took with him yeah i have a, an idea of who he took and um it makes the situation more painful for me because i don't think it was anyone i think this man was there alone no he hobnobbing he with other local famous people Shoot. i have sources that tell me that's right anyway uh thank you hutch when we come back we're gonna play a game six five one six four one one oh seven one college of pop culture knowledge coming up next what's up guys hey it's steve for my buddies at the canopy group The Canopy Group is doing something today that is, well, what they do every day. They're saving people money. Lots of money. You know how I tell you that the Canopy Group can save you on your homeowner's insurance and your automobile insurance? By the way, if you have a boat, they can insure that. You got a cabin, they can insure that. Recreational vehicle, snowmobile, whatever. 
uh, farm equipment for that matter. They offer all sorts of insurance um, solutions for you. And how they do it is they have a team of 40 specialists, and then they turn to 16 different insurance companies who they work with. And then those insurance companies, they fight it out for your business. That's how people end up saving. I say to you all the time, new customers save uh, on average over $800 when they make the switch. We had a caller call in during a totally different segment on Friday. And then at the end, she's like, by the way, I have to tell you something about the Canopy Group. And I think, as I recall, she said, I saved so much on my auto insurance, my savings then paid for my homeowner's insurance. The savings are real, my friends, and it's happening to my talkers. It can happen to you. Check out thecanopygroup.com. That's thecanopygroup.com. Oh, hey. Welcome back. You made it. It's Don and Steve. It's a casual welcome back. No. Here, let me do the big radio guy one. Yeah. <clears throat> hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back. My Talk 107.1, where talk is fun. So happy to be joined by television star Elizabeth Reese Grant. Pushing the buttons behind the glass. Time for us to play a game. That's good. It's time to go to college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna. Donna's a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun. And here's your host, the Big Zamboni. I want to see how smart you are. Well... Big Zamboni's out, obviously, for big reasons. The, the man got married this weekend. Mm. Oh, he yeah. got married on Sunday, and uh, in, in my neck of the woods, it was an outdoor wedding. Oh, yeah. I got home yesterday afternoon. I looked out, and I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Shoot. It was raining. They had long been concerned about the weather all last week because yeah. the weekend was really up and down. He said it pretty much stopped. Right when the outdoor ceremony began. Oh my gosh, that's magical. Okay, Boney go. got married, everybody. He'll yes. join us again on Thursday. They're having a little time away up north. Love yeah. that. And tell them we've got a little college of pop culture knowledge. Like you said, Donna currently leaves 67, 66. Steve, what's going on over there? Well, uh, it's it's worth knowing that um, Donna got 10 wins granted to her mm-hmm. during bids for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to so bring that up, don't you? Uh, I just time. need people to know. But, I um, forgot yeah. about this part of the show, and oh. it gives me so much anxiety. And, and then... there are actually two of quizzes coming up today. College of Pop Culture Knowledge is now at 11.30. We play Cover Story with Rocco. Oh, I was like, I don't know about that one. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, you're all oh, thought for I that. Like that. Well, you know what I played last week on um, uh, the Jason and Alexa show? I was asked to appear. Oh. Triumphant oh. return. Wow, there. nice. Um, and I played the game, the WTF game. The weekly trivia face-off. Yeah, yeah. people got cool. really upset when I posted that it was a WTF game. And then they were like, what does this mean? Oh. And I'm like, I don't even know. Calm I just down, said Carol. I would do whatever. <laughs> All right, um, well, it was really fun. It ended, it, that one ended in a tie between me and Stephanie Hansen, just oh, FYI. Wow. Oh, was that the food? Uh, was it when you guys Yeah, food? it was the junk food one. Junk we're looking food. forward to coming back. We nice. would like to be invited back for right. a rematch. Very fun. I, that is a good time with Jason Alexis. But let's get to a little college of pop culture knowledge. Alan called in today. And our topic before we get to Alan, I'll tell you this, is so two of the most beloved parks and recreation characters are Ron Swanson and April Ludgate, played by Nick Offerman and Aubrey Plaza. They were both born on the same day, today, June 26th. Oh. So these two are our theme for today's College of Pop Culture Knowledge. So our co- questions will be centered around Nick Offerman and Aubrey Plaza. Okay. <laughs> Great. So, knowing that, let's bring Alan in. Hey, Alan. How are you, buddy? Hey, guys. How's your, uh, how's your Monday so far? You, you delivering anything yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Always delivering. Right. But maybe not for long. Whoa. What do you mean? Job shift? You're our delivery guy, I am, Alan. Uh, I'm thinking about going to med school. No Whoa. way. Hey. Then you won't have any time to listen. I know. I know. That's I think long deal. and hard about that. 
It's expensive. I'm a man of the people. I know you are. I know you are. Uh, well, with that, Alan, it's time for you to decide the college pop culture knowledge, the topic, Aubrey Plaza and Nick Offerman, rather specific today. Would you like to team up with Stevie Boy or Elizabeth Reese? I know I always pick you, but today I have to go with someone who's never here. I have to get a win with her. Wow. Can he carry you to victory? You're going to have to carry me. I can't even picture the the faces of these people. Really? Too late to change now, Alan. I'll be back. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right, Alan. It's going to be you and me. All right. We can do this. We got it. Bye. Go to the bathroom. So we're going to pot Alan down here. And uh, ER, we've got you ready to go. I'm going to, once I read the first question, I'll start the timer. You give me your best answer. And then afterwards, Alan can come in okay. and help you out after that. So right. let's begin right now with like other successful people before her, such as Regis Philbin and Michael Eisner, Aubrey began her career in this role at NBC that has been around for 80 years. Oh, it's a page. Okay, keep going. Nick is married to this actress most known for playing a total Karen. Oh, I forget who he's married to. Okay, keep going. One of Aubrey's first feature roles was in the Michael Sarah-led movie based on a graphic novel series. I don't know. Keep going. That's the three. So we can go back to Nick Offerman is married to this actress most known for playing a total Karen. Oh, man. Who is he married to? I don't know. I'm going to need Alan's help on this. That's okay. We've only got two seconds left, so let's bring Alan back okay. in. for You said Paige for the first one. Alan, do you agree with uh, ER as her answer for Paige as her first career role at NBC that has been around for 80 years? Uh, I'm not sure about that one. All right. Okay. Well, we'll just leave it at Paige. We're going to go with Paige. We're going to go with Paige. What do you want to do with the last two? She had no answers. Nick is married to this actress most known for playing a total Karen. Do you have an answer? Megan Mullally. All right. Oh, yeah. And one of Aubrey, Aubrey's first feature roles was with Micah Sarah, Michael Sarah, and led the movie based on a graphic novel series. Do you know the name of this movie? Um, I, don't, I don't know. I don't either. That's okay. That's all right. You guys did pretty good. Okay. Let's you want me to Steve? go get Steve? Yeah, yeah well, here. I'll go. Yeah, oh, I'll talk to him? Alan. Alan, how's it going? I'll go yell Gra- to him. Gra- grab Steve. <laughs> you can yell at him. It's fun. How's it going, Alan? I know who you are. We talked a couple times, bud. Yeah, we have. Yeah, how's the like Steve said? How's the delivery business going? <laughs> it's going good. Is it uh, is it better on a sunny day or a cloudy day? How do you feel? Which one do you prefer? I prefer the heat. You I like, like the heat. I like you the like warm. I don't like winter. All, All right. right, Steve's back. Steve is back. Got okay, some hot Alan. tamales too, ready to rock. <sighs> he got the energy, Alan. We're gonna pod you down. We're gonna let Steve go through these questions. How'd it go? Great. It was Great. awesome. It was amazing. Very good. Perfection. Best of luck. <laughs> Remember, Nick Offerman and Aubrey Plaza base question. Steve, are you ready to go? Ready. All right. Like her six other like other successful people before her, such as Revis, Regis, excuse me, Philbin, and Michael Eisner, Aubrey began her career on this role at NBC that has been around for over 80 years. She was a page. Nick is married to this actress most known for playing a total Karen. Megal, excuse me, Megan Mullally. One of Aubrey's first feature roles was this one with Michael Sarah in a lead in a movie based on a graphic novel series. Do you know this movie? Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I'd like to spend the rest of my time to shout out all the teachers who are on summer break right now. I want to shout you out. Thanks for what you do. And for the lifeguards. Keep on twirling those freaking whistles because you guys some look sunscreen on. Awesome when you do that. Wow. Wow. That was 
That was exciting. That dinger was for your for being impressive. All right. Well, let's just uh, bring it up here to the top. Alan, let's see who won. Yeah, we're gonna go back to the first question. It was in fact her first role was Paige at yeah. NBC. So both of you got that correct. We I got looked into it. the NBC Paige program. I'm sure you did. And I was like, maybe this. And I, and you read about like the Regis Philbins. It's like, well, that's probably where I should start. That should be it. Yep. But now here you are eating hot tamales in a radio studio, living the good life. Yep. All right. Now, Nick Offerman is married to this actress most known for playing a total Karen, Megan Mullally. Is that how you say her name? Mullally. Mullally. Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Alan came in and got you that nice. one, ER, oh, which was a very we nice We got overtime? Save. Unfortunately, we are not going to overtime because they could not get the last one correct. You did get it, in fact, correct. It was Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I don't even know movie. what that is. It's a fun movie where it's almost like video games infiltrate real life. For this kid, okay, it's like coming, you know, coming of age ish kind of a thing. Seen, it's kind of fun. Yeah, there's a lot of like coins in real life and stuff like that. It's fun. Nice. Wow. I saw it at Comic Con. Really sold it. Yeah, there's a lot of coins, <laughs> coins. in real life. It's a terrific movie. <laughs> That's what it said on the movie poster. Coins in real life. <laughs> if you like coins and you live a real life, coming you'll love. Age. Uh, I saw well, when I was invited to Comic Con major. Uh, so that ties it up now. Sixty-seven, yeah. sixty-seven. Sorry, Alan. Sorry, Alan. Thanks for playing with me, though. It was fun. I uh. Totally didn't uh, sabotage. <clears throat> oh. oh, oh, hey, you don't know how he's playing there. Wow. We have had some saboteurs call in before. Thank you. Um, wow, please have a listener, Ron. Ron once called in. Ron, what's the best way to describe it? Hates my guts. Yeah, and so Ron called in once, and the rule was the lifeline. If they change the answers, that's what goes. They they get the final say. And I like went three for three. Yeah. Crushed it per usual. Okay. Okay. And Ron was like, yeah, I'd like to change number one to wood, number two to a bar of soap. You know, he just totally sabotaged me. Yeah. Yes. He did that on purpose. Does he really hit your guts? Do you think? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's like, ah, but I love you, Steve. We never got that from Ron. We never got that. It was always a sustained. Haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. I hope he's okay. Hope he's doing okay. (laughs) Um, Interesting. Maybe his hatred is gone. So far that he can't even listen, <laughs> which actually is nice. Just FYI, just as a general rule for anyone consuming anyone in media. Like if you don't like them, Please. the best thing to do is to just not, not consume what they're putting out. Thank you. Yeah. Rather than telling them that you don't like them. Cause there's, there's not really a need to do that. No. Nope. Just say like, Hey, I don't like this guy. So I'm just going to maybe consume something else. Speaking of which I wasn't planning on doing this, but. Grant, you remember longtime listener of the show, Omar. Mm-hmm. Omar the emailer. And uh, Omar always would give us very funny emails. He really was around a lot in the early days of Don and Steve. He, yeah. would, he would email multiple times a week. He sent an email. Um, why don't I read it now? We'll skip tipsy and I'll read you this. Please Sounds do. Good. He has some thoughts. Uh, Omar says, Dear Don and Steve and whoever the producer this week is. <laughs> oh, okay. Now the tone, we know where we are at. Yep. All right, Omar. He says, uh, oh, hi. I know you've missed me and I am one of your best friends, but let's cut to the chase. I have questions for white people that I need answered. Mm. On account of uh, all sorts of things that have happened, I've been listening. I've been picking some things up. So let me just ask you some questions. And we're we're both white, you and me, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like we could maybe help answer these. For sure. So it's great. Um, and he is not, by the way. So that's why he's emailing this way. All great. Okay. Um, in fact, he said, maybe you two, seeing as you're both white as ghosts. <laughs> Can help shed some light on my questions. Well, he wasn't talking about your freckles because your freckles. The freckles turn into a tan in the summer. They merge. Yep. Why do white people, um, hence referred to in this email as you or you guys, (laughs) 
use the day of the week as an excuse for things. For mm-hmm. instance, after making a mistake, saying, oh, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you guys insist on doing math when telling the time? It's a quarter to noon. Yeah, okay, let me pull out my scientific calculator, Susan. Omar goes on to say, why do you guys say things like, so-and-so lives 30 miles south of blah, blah, blah. Like, who's walking around with a compass and a ruler? (laughs) Why do you guys care so much about when a storm is coming? (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Uh, This one is just a statement. Pets are not children, Mm -hmm. says Omar. Mm -hmm. Speaking of pets... Why not just say, this is my new dog, rather than what I always hear, which is, this is my new dog, he's a rescue. Imagine parents who adopt a child saying, this is our child. (laughs) We adopted them from an orphanage because their birth parents are no longer in the picture. The first part of the sentence is more than enough, I think. By the way, Omar and his wife, they're new parents, so I hope everything's going well there. Congratulations. Um, Why do you care so much about how people spell their names or what their middle names are? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And finally... Um, why do you serve deviled eggs on Easter? Seems like a religious slap in the face. <laughs> that was Omar. I think these are all valid questions. questions. They yes. give us reason to sit and think. That was great. Yeah. Um, he also says, I'm glad I got that off my chest. I'll close with this. He says, I'll hang up and listen. By the way, Steve, um, I'm reading this cold, by the way. I never get angered when you win in those college of pop culture knowledge games. It's always hilarious, though, how the public collectively hates you during that segment. <laughs> what is Donna's secret? Because she's no angel, yet the people would gladly give up their children for her to win. Hi, Donna. You're my best friend, Omar. Oh, That's Omar. a good email right there. That was That's a good interesting. One. Anyway, miss you, Omar. Thanks Mailbag. for the email. Uh, you can always email the show, Donna and Steve show at mytalk1071.com when we come back. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of getting into gardening. If anybody is thinking about getting into gardening or you just got into gardening, um, I have a friend who we'll try to connect with, and she's pretty obnoxious about gardening stuff, uh, but we'll see if she picks up and we'll give her the floor. Where to start with a garden and is it too late? Those questions answered next. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Don and Steve, the experience streaming live worldwide to our international listeners. We say hello. Where are they? They're all over. Yeah, if you want to email us, if you're listening outside of the traditional borders of these United States of America, email us. Um, China, Russia, South Africa, um, oh gosh, there was a, there was a Canada, of course. But I've never yeah, heard you say like, China like that. Excuse me, so strongly, China. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but they listen all over. We haven't heard from our uh, our uh, listener from China, Jing Lai. We haven't heard from her in a while. Almost like we hadn't heard from um, Omar, the emailer, in a long time either. Maybe some people are taking a little break. What do you mean? And then they're going to come back. What if they never come back? They'll come back. Then Omar what, came back. If we're not big in China. What are we doing this for? I don't know why you're doing this, but I'm happy to be part of it. Thank you for inviting me to come and fill in for Donna this morning. I always love spending time with you, my dear friend. So much so that we're going to go get soup. Yeah. (laughs) In the public cafeteria. People will come by and be like, oh, hey, Elizabeth. Oh, hey, Steve. Back together. What a reunion. What do we have here? (laughs) It'll be fun. It will be fun. I enjoy um, chatting with you. I always have, always will. <laughs> At your funeral, I will speak lovingly of you. Yeah, I'd like you to be one of the eulogizers. Oh, I will do a great job. Yeah, that's, you would. That's true. You would. That'd be really nice. Yeah, I'll make them laugh. I'll make them cry. I'll probably stand up. I'll probably make it a little bit about me for a while. Of course. Just as you would do at mine. Without a doubt. <laughs> and I would dramatically enter last. 
Yes. Presuming I would hope photographers would be there. I'm going to wear all black, including a veil. And then oh. when I get to the um, the pulpit, mm-hmm. I will remove the veil mm. and then I will um, and I will, you know, speak. I mine um, will be open casket, by the way. Don't want you to be alarmed. I will have a mic in hand. I know you will. I spoke at my grandmother's funeral. All I did was read Bible verses. How'd that go? You know, it's a lot more difficult than you think. For sure. The like, emotion weighs. Have you spoken at a funeral before? This was the <sighs> first time. Reading it. No, no, I don't think so. So I I didn't like speak. I didn't do a speech. There were three speakers at my grandmother's funeral. Side note, my grandmother died at the age of 94. You haven't said I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you no, I think you did. That's you your limitations. Me. That's it, true. Right no, now. you did. Yeah. Um, and she died at the age of 94 and she, so this was, so this was like, you know, it's always sad when someone passes. That being said, she lived independently up until six months before she passed away. Wow. And then she passed away and I was able to see her at my cousin's wedding in November and have her, and she was dancing on the dance floor, you know, all these mm-hmm. things. So it was like. Slightly more a celebration of life. Sometimes those are easier said than done, but when you can look back on a long, well definitely. lived life. And okay. then the weekend of the funeral was a beautiful celebration of our family and all of these wonderful things. So it was great. But I, you know, I was asked to do a reading because I can read in mm. front of people and my uncle said, can you do the reading? And then I didn't realize that it was going to be the hardest Bible verses that are in the good book. Mm. I mean, there was a psalm in there that I was like, <laughs> where are we going with this? And apparently it was read at my grandfather's funeral. My grandfather died oh, at really? just 49. And the oh, funeral my. was in the same church, my grandfather's church that he's that he was the pastor of in Fort Worth, Texas. And I was thinking to myself, self I didn't realize how hard these verses were going to be. I did not get them until the morning of the funeral Mm. when I received the bulletin and learned that I was doing all of the readings and then I was going to stand up there. And my dad is a minister, you know, so after my dad was like, wow, wow, that was tough. And it always depends on what version you're reading. There are a bunch of different interpretations. Well, the King James will get you good. For sure. I don't even think it was that. I don't know. It was whatever. You could switch to the message, which is very, the message is like a very, like, uh, just... It's meant to be very approachable. Lutherans would never do that. Absolutely not. No I'd say like no. John 3.16 would be like, for God so loved the planet that he sent his kid. It would be very... Yeah, I'm uncomfortable with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, just trying to help you out retroactively. But it's surprisingly like very emotional when yeah. you stand up there. Oh my there. gosh, yeah. And then I introduced myself. As TV's Elizabeth Reese. <laughs> well, because it said Elizabeth Rhymers in the bulletin, you know, which is my married name. And then I was like, I need people to know what my connection to this woman was because it so as a say- narcissist in that moment, <laughs> this is this is what one does. I guess you have to make sure I want the Bible verses that I'm reading to hit heavy. And the only way is if contextually they understand how close I was. I just like it when woman. I'm at weddings. I like to know the relationship of the bridesmaids and the you're thinking like the a bride. television producer here because so. we're always thinking, does the audience know what we're talking about? Right. Right. And so you took that same self-serving attitude. Right. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Ladies and gentlemen, I know the bulletin says Elizabeth <laughs> Rymers, but before I get into these verses that were deeply meaningful to my now deceased grandmother, I want you to know who you're really dealing with here. <laughs> Plot twist. I'm Elizabeth Reese, her granddaughter. I did say I'm the oldest grandchild just Stop to stick it. it to my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> He was a little bit younger than me, and he did That's give a funny. eulogy. And and Jack 
loves to like make it about him. And so then I was just like, just why? Everyone? <laughs> now if you could turn with me to Psalm 52. I know it was a nice celebration. It was a really nice reminder. The, the pastor said, remember, nothing about this ceremony today is going to make Eunice's life better or her afterlife better. This is all about you. This mm. is all for you and for you to celebrate her and to celebrate your family. Oh. And that was a really nice way to go into That's it. That's a nice way to contextualize yeah, it. That was good. Um, I well, hijacked now, this segment. Sorry. You did. I mean, from your, well, listen, I love your grandmother, um, but now we have to talk gardening and we have 90 seconds to talk about oh. it. Here's the quick question. Is it too late to start gardening in this season? Never. No. And if I were to start or someone out there was thinking about starting a garden, I didn't, I'm not doing a ton of raised beds everywhere, but if I just start with like one raised bed, mm-hmm. something cheap that I can get, yep. what are, what are some good starter vegetables that will make me feel like I'm seeing returns rather quickly? Well, you're probably going to want to do some lettuces are really easy. How about kale? Kale, you could totally do. Okay. You'll have to find some kale plants. You probably can. And then you can plant those in the fall as well. Like there's some things that you can plant late that like cool weather. Mm. So once it starts to get cooler again, you can plant radishes again. You can plant another round of snap peas again if the chipmunks don't get them. Cucumbers are hot weather. So I would you, you would need to have those going. But I'll bring you some cucumbers. Um, but, but you could totally to try. I, it might be too late i gotta calculate the date and how hot you could it's worth a try if you can find a cucumber plant um i always do my cucumbers from seed they do better from seed than they do transplanted from a plant okay is what the internet collectively says and i agree also what is best what grows best in sunlight we have a lot of sunlight where we would put this oh is there anything that really just thrives in a ton tomatoes, of sunlight? peppers all love lots of bright bright sun and then you can do a trellis for your cucumbers and put some lettuces underneath it. I can help you with this. It's really great. I want to do baby steps, but, is, I, but yes. I think I might be ready. And Step. Lou has expressed that she would be happy if there were edible things growing in the oh, backyard. wow, guys. Yeah. Start with a small raised bed. And remember, if you're growing anything, you're a gardener. So listen to three, oh, ladies and gentlemen. We will uh, never, I will take a break. <laughs> she will too. We'll be back with a dirt alert next on my talk.